the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. (laughs) Coming to you live... From a 5,000 square foot fallout shelter, which is different than a bomb shelter. It's the Worldview Media Podcast. (laughs) Hello. I'm your host, Gordon Runyon. With me are my usual co-hosts, Mama Joyce. Hello. And daughter, Jordan. Hello. Well, y'all are very uh, punchy with your answers today. I see. Well... (laughs) You know, we've just been in this fallout shelter this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We are discussing a true blast from the past. The movie. The movie (laughs) Blast from the Past. Ah, yes. Uh, It's like a hidden gem, really. Right, it's like, it's going on 20 years old, right? Yeah. It was made in the 90s. Golly, time flies. Right. (laughs) Unless you're in a fallout shelter. <laughs> we haven't seen this movie in a long time, so we just watched it again just to podcast about it. And so let's do a recap of what the plot is and what happens in this movie. It's 1962, uh-huh. and a Caltech physicist who... Uh, brilliant. ...was brilliant but eccentric and yes. a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Sure. Uh it was all true. It becomes rich <laughs> through inventions. And he's very big on Cold War stuff and sure. believes the the end is near. The war will turn hot at any moment and be yeah. nuclear. Uh-huh. So in his backyard he creates a gigantic fallout shelter. No. Just big enough for his family. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but I'm saying it was huge. It was ever. huge. Yeah. And I, as I was Fully looking at it, supplied. I was guessing 5,000 square feet. It's pretty huge. It was huge. like a giant warehouse yeah. inside there. Yeah. And so he's got supplies laid up, including a way of farming fresh fish and mm-hmm. vegetable yeah. garden and pumping fresh water out of a well. And uh, He's rigged up. He's a smart guy. He's a genius. And he's rigged up some giant yacht batteries to last for decades yeah and so they have power and he rigs up a way for them to watch tv but it's just uh like playing the actual films and it's like with a projector yeah and so who knows how many times they're watching these same shows over (laughs) and over yeah yeah and and so the night that they go down into the fallout shelter, a plane crashes. Well, it's the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Cuban Missile Comes Crisis. Comes on the air. On the television. And so he freaks out, and he brings his nine-month pregnant wife with him down into the fallout shelter. Uh-huh. It's like her first time being in there, it looks like. And and, uh, and while they're in there, a plane happens to crash and crash right in their backyard. Yeah, so, which kind of sets the whole, so it's all a the giant, mechanisms. Right, it's a giant noise and lots of heat and a fireball and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they become convinced that 
a nuclear war has begun, and they lock themselves in the fallout shelter. He locks them in. Right, <laughs> he locks them in for 35 years. Yeah, the locks can't unlock for right. 35 Once years. they lock, he can't change them. He can't fix it. And so they're in this fallout shelter for 35 years. So they have this baby boy that they name Adam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because they anticipate him having to repopulate the planet. Yeah. And, uh, and so we see a lot of his time growing up there and of course there's a lot of homeschooling and yeah and he's getting a very diverse education he's learning several languages yeah well they don't have anything else to do down there (laughs) yeah and he's learning boxing and ballroom dancing and and so he's he's set up so he grows up and he's about 35 then when the locks on the doors click open and now it's time to go out and see if there's a if there's life what's left left. and hilarity ensues yeah because he comes out and it's the middle of the 90s and los angeles right it's los angeles in the middle of the 90s way different it was a suburb yeah and now it's just in the middle of just ghetto yeah it's just in the valley somewhere yeah but it's the concrete jungle <laughs> yes yeah, welcome to the jungle that kind of thing and so there's a lot of culture shock and stuff and it's very funny because the dad assumes that this is all due to radiation poisoning and loss <laughs> loss of civilization and stuff and, yeah and so it's really funny then that the 35 year old son adam played by brendan fraser uh is given the task of going out to find supplies and help them restock they figure that i guess the dad figures the best thing for them to do is restock and stay down there until until all the mutants kill themselves off or something (laughs) yeah and so adam goes out and he's interested in maybe meeting a girl or you know seeing a real girl (laughs) yeah and so poor guy yeah (laughs) We're set up for kind of a romantic comedy aspect to the thing. Uh-huh. I guess that's probably what the show is, right? Yeah, it strikes I, guess me more as I guess so. It's quirky, but it, it's... It strikes me more as a straightforward comedy that has a romance in it. Yeah, I, I don't know sure. if that's right or not, but... Yeah, the emphasis Well, that's maybe. a hard line to toe yeah. to really know for sure one way or another. Right. And so the story draws a lot of its comedy just from the anachronism of having this kid who's only ever known his own family and they've only known 1950s and 60s culture Uh in America. And so this kid that's been immersed in that culture is suddenly transported into the future. Yeah, basically into the future, and now he's having to deal with all this weirdness. <laughs> and so that's where the funny comes from, Yeah, mostly. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. All right. Is that a fair representation of the flick, do you uh, think? Yeah, I think so. Right. That just about does it. Yeah. Well, let's right. talk overall impressions then. Who wants <laughs> to go first? Well, it was real funny. It was so funny. Even Mom was laughing at stuff. Yeah, Mom's not a big comedy watcher, but she was laughing out loud. At well, that. this is one of my more well-liked movies. <laughs> yeah, so She's like this for a long time. 
uh, okay, anything other than that? You're just uh, saying it was funny? Yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny, and I think, man, that Brendan Fraser did a really good job just <laughs> acting. <laughs> right. Because yeah. it's so, it's so, he, he's such an odd character, but he's so, you believe that this is who he really is, yeah. you know? Right. He sells it well. Yeah, he's so sincere. So he's, He manages to seem very innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he does a really great job in the role. Uh, so that's, that's fun. Yeah. Mom, you got any overall sorts of comments? Well, it's, it's a nice movie. I think it's something that, the whole family could watch. There's, you know, different levels of comedy in there that some are going to get more than others, but you don't think it's a whole... Well, I mean, we did watch it when, like, Carmen and I were children. Did you get it? Well, there were things that I didn't get, <laughs> but I, w I liked it as a kid. Like, it was funny as a kid and yeah, stuff. Right. And I think... Watching it again. <laughs> now that you've matured. <laughs> now that I have matured. There are definitely times that I remember laughing, but now I am like, oh. <laughs> I see. That really is funny. That's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> it was cute before, but now. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Oh, and Christopher Walken, I thought, did a yeah. surprisingly... Oh, yeah good job at, I, yeah. in a comedy. Yeah, because that's not his normal Well, role. you wouldn't think so. Does he do comedy? He's in that new commercial for that buy drink, <laughs> right? <laughs> that bye, is bye, pretty bye. funny. That's a funny commercial. And and that is a f kind of a funny commercial, but he sustains it through this movie that he's he's just a funny, eccentric Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Character. He does do a really good job. Well, the whole little nuclear family really does. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whole lot of them. You know, and the, the mom. mom. Yeah, the mom. <laughs> the long-suffering mother. <laughs> and so her comedy bit comes from the fact that the dad is so into it. He kind of loves the fallout shelter. It's been his baby forever. Yeah. And he's got it all, uh, he's got it all gadgetized. Yeah. So everything works the way he wants it to. And he's even made it so that the fallout shelter looks like the interior of their actual house yeah except the rooms don't have ceilings and stuff. right because you don't need windows and yeah. <laughs> right no glass <laughs> in the windows and all that but so he kind of likes it he thinks it's great yeah and she's the opposite she's never liked it yeah can't stand it yeah and uh so that dynamic is funny yeah a lot. and it's like he can't tell that she hates it too you know <laughs> she really totally would rather oblivious. not be underground yeah, yeah yeah she's she like becomes a secret alcoholic yeah <laughs> well, trying to cope with <laughs> right between uh, cleaning and having her uh, champagne cocktail <laughs> <laughs> right that's about all they all she does oh, you know boy. what else can you do underground <laughs> right uh, wow another so. funny aspect of it i thought was the the business establishment that was built over the top oh, of their yeah. fallout shelter and and the guy that wound up running it he was funny started out as just kind of a regular kid yeah yeah just working, working at, at a soda shop, shop in yeah. the 60s and yeah 
by the by the time they come back up out of the shelter, he's got a tattoo on his forehead and <laughs> his crazy wild hair. <laughs> and he's apparently done like every drug in, in the planet. And he's at the end of his rope and yeah. yeah. Wishing for death, pretty much. <laughs> and then when the family starts coming up out of the shelter, he believes he's being visited by gods. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So he starts his own little church. There. <laughs> Leave my elevator alone. <laughs> right. And so yeah. and that's actually really funny. All those scenes with that with that guy are pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's real funny. Every scene with him really is hilarious. Yeah, I wow. think that's right. It's just uh, an all-over good laugh. I think so. Yeah. It was a good time. All right. So when we come back from our break here, we'll talk more about uh, morals and messages and what sorts of uh, things are being preached to us through this show, Blast from the Past. So we'll see you after the break. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. And we're back 35 years in the future. Worldview Media Podcast. Boy, is it strange here. <laughs> Let me ask you a, a game before we begin. Oh, no. One of our famous Worldview Media Podcast <laughs> games. Oh, um, no. They are famous. <laughs> they are? <laughs> they're so famous, they're infamous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if... Let's just have Jordan play this game. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> you have the job of stocking a fallout shelter that you know your mom and I are going to be in for 35 years. Uh-huh. And like in this movie, they stocked tons and tons of Dr. Pepper. Uh-huh. So you're stocking a fallout shelter for your mom and I. Uh-huh. What, what <laughs> drinks do you make sure of? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes. Mm, well, <laughs> uh, probably some sodas. Well, what kind? Well, mom like likes. Like a brand. Um, are we allowed to talk about brands? Sure. We yeah. don't have to pay royalties no, or anything. Go ahead. Well, you know, mom likes her Coke soda. <laughs> yeah. And then probably you would need some kind of lemon lime soda of some kind to mix into all the jugs of wine. <laughs> I knew the jug of wine was going to come up. <laughs> and uh, probably some kind of whiskeys. 
oh, a yeah. selection. That's right. Um, barrels. Barrels. <laughs> yeah. If we're getting jugs of wine, we need barrels of whiskey. And uh, maybe you like got a the lime sauce. Oh well, that's not part of a drink. That's that's just juice. That's just a lime juice. All right. Anyway, um, <clears throat> a water. Uh, well, we have a fresh pumping well. Oh, so. okay, okay. So then that's fine. <laughs> oh, coffee. Oh. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, um, uh, <laughs> and, and maybe like a... I sense there's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Secret what? messages. <laughs> We're signing across the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, different stuff. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Was she right? I, for my part, she was pretty right. I, if you found like cheap craft beers, okay, that would be nice on occasion. Sure. That's very expensive, though. Uh, let's see. Okay, Mama Joyce. Yes. You're stocking a fallout shelter. <laughs> For Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Jordan and I are going to be in there. <laughs> and you want to, you want to stock, like, stuff that can be eaten as like midday snackage. <laughs> mm, that would keep for thirty-five years. Yeah, assuming you have a way to keep it. Hmm. Well, I would go for popcorn. Oh. oh microwave popcorn. Well, sure. Just okay. some way of having popcorn. Yeah, I'd say popcorn. I'd say chips and salsa. Ooh, yeah, good one. I'd say maybe cheese and crackers. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, let's go with a Rice Krispie Treat. Oh, Really? You like Rice Krispie Treats? Who doesn't like Rice Krispie Treats? I don't, really. Well, and they will be mine. (laughs) (laughs) And if Reagan was in there, then we'd have to do those little crazy brownies. Oh, the Cosmic Brownies? Cosmic Brownies. What are those? Little Debbie? Yeah, Yeah, those ones with the sprinkles on them. But she loves them. (laughs) (laughs) They're like totally manufactured. It's like robot food. (laughs) It even kind of looks like something you could just slide into a robot (laughs) slot. Right. <laughs> but Reagan's not here, so she gets nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, she's out with the mutants then. All right. So we need to talk about what sorts of things are being preached in this film. Now, Mom, you had a an opinion to talk about here, something you think you've spotted. Well, to me, you know, I like the movie. I like uh, the values that it represents with uh, Adam coming out of the of the fallout shelter, you know, firmly entrenched with what he believes and being a mannerly person and, you know, just expecting, just kind of expecting people to behave civilized. <laughs> and if they don't, he likes to say, hold on just a minute. That's not right. But I think that, um, that the writers maybe were coming from uh, you know, like winking at us, like, well, isn't this cute? You know, this guy's coming out and he's going to be this way and he obviously doesn't fit in and 
he's just, you know, he's like a, a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a thumb. <laughs> he's okay to have around and useful, but, you know, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh. And so he's a, even though he's very well-mannered and soft-spoken and kind and, you know, all those good things, it's kind of like, well, yeah, he is, but, ha, huh, you know, he just... So you felt like the the movie was using him as a way of kind of poking fun at those kinds of values? Yeah, or I think so. Well, see, I was just thinking, I think it's exactly the other way around. I think that they... I think that they were using him to poke poke fun at how things are now and how, you know, there are times when the characters from modern times talk about Adam and they say he's the nicest, greatest, most polite, caring guy that you've ever met. And, yeah. And and then there was another time when, when finally Eve decides that she really does love him and she's lost him and she's trying to find him mm-hmm. as they're driving down the street looking for him and and they're th- they I think they're talking about well this used to be just quaint houses and fruit orchards out yeah. here but now it's like adult bookstores and mm-hmm. hookers on the street corner and stuff and people throwing up in the street and, yeah right, and and mm-hmm. Eve has the line she says Oh, look how far we've come. Look at all the progress we've made. You know? Yeah. And so I kind of felt like maybe... Now, there was an element of just, ha-ha, look at this... You know, <laughs> this dork. <laughs> Ozzy and Harriet kind of yeah. family yeah. and stuff. And there was that. But I think I almost felt like the message of the movie is, have we really progressed? How come... How come we our families aren't intact anymore? And how come divorce is so common? And... And why do kids not treat their parents well? And mm-hmm. and why do they not learn these things from their parents? But I think even ends the the movie saying, you know, I don't know why he believes these things, but he does. And so I just kind of you know go along with it. Yeah, but I think she's learning that though, right? Because she kind of changes through the movie. Yeah. Well, she does, and that's just through exposure to him. But I still think there's kind of that, you know. Oh, isn't that cute type of thing? That uh, well, this isn't really something that's uh, sustainable or well, reasonable. Well, I always think that the way that those last couple lines of like a her dialogue, her monologue, her voiceover, voiceover. Yeah, I feel like those are given in such a way that it's like we're not meant to completely believe that that's exactly what she believes. I feel like tonally. She's saying that, oh, it's such a nice dream of his that he has, but there's a kind of... I feel like he... Like, the the subtextual thing with it <laughs> is more like... The unspoken yeah, subtext. Yeah, the unspoken <laughs> subtext. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> you always see that in a movie. <laughs> I mean, it seems like... You're saying it seems like she's not fully converted. Yeah, that she... Yeah. She maybe doesn't really want to believe that what he thinks is as silly as she's saying she thinks it is. Well, yeah, I think that's probably true. But I do see over the course of the movie, she starts out as being that that one that maybe Mom's talking about that just sees Adam and his beliefs as just wacko and, and weird and yeah. borderline, you know, needing treatment and that. <laughs> and, and, uh, 
but she does kind of progress yeah her character arc and and she softens toward not just him as a person but what he's saying and how he's acting and yeah and she does at the end really like his family you know and, mm-hmm. and really well but i think she thinks they're still a little bit well yeah well they are weird you know yeah like most families yeah, are yeah but they <laughs> they operate with a different worldview than people operated with you know 30 years later and stuff like that and i i don't know i just felt like there were times yeah when maybe but it's going to be that way. There are times when the joke was on Adam and and his not knowing, his naivete and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where the joke is. Yeah. But I felt like overall, you see his values persevere and kind of win the day at the end. And yeah, I think that's true. So... I don't know. So I feel like I had a little bit of a different take. I almost felt like what the movie was trying to do is to show, hey, look, have we really made progress? Or have we lost something by, you know, not not having these kind of... And it may be fictional to think about these uh, middle American sort of values and stuff from a generation ago or something like that. But Yeah. You know, they were openly talking about prayer, and there's a scene where... It, it shows his Bible in his uh, in his hotel room, yeah. and there was a bookmark in it where you could see, hey, he's been reading his Bible while he's been in the hotel room, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so there were things like that that I thought were pretty fun. So I didn't feel like it was completely hostile toward. Well, and I don't. I didn't say it was hostile. I was saying it was a wink at yeah, and that cute, you know oh, that. Yeah. Just not taking it very seriously. Yeah, that this is fun, and this is funny, and this is why it's fun and funny. It's because it's so out of place with what we do and how we see things and um, how business is conducted now. Sure. Well, but just because it is out of place, I don't think that means that necessarily the point of the movie is that that's wrong. Like, it's out of place, but maybe it's out of place because it's the... Wait. Because we're the yeah, ones that are wrong. Yeah, because we're wrong, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, that's kind of what I felt like I was getting from it. I could be wrong, though. I mean, that may, maybe I'm giving it more <laughs> more credit than it deserves or something. All right, any other kind of underlying or overall messages? Well, having said what we've already talked about, you know, I think Adam comes in and is being salt and light in a dark place <laughs> and is actually changing those people around him. Yeah. You know, that, um, you know, when uh, Troy says, takes the Lord name in vain, you know, he's like, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I know I'm not supposed to do that. And So, you know, obviously, there's been some interaction that we didn't see. Yeah, where, yeah, where he said, hey, now. <laughs> yeah, you can't be taking the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. Right. And there was the guy at the sports memorabilia place that they were about to fight over it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You got a problem with me taking the Lord's? Yeah, I got a big problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, that was good. So It's that, just so endearing. <laughs> it's just really cute that, you know, here he is out in the world all on his own, and everything he talks to about everybody is 
you know, my dad always tells me, (laughs) or my mom always says, this is what I should do, and so this is what I'm going to do, because this is what my mom or my dad have said, and so... Of course, that's the only people who have ever said anything to him, ever. (laughs) Right. That's his entire culture. (laughs) His whole culture is his family. Yeah. (laughs) Well... I think it's nearly true for Jordan, though. Her almost her entire culture is the weirdness that she grew up with, and so that was normal. <laughs> she didn't realize till she went to college. Oh wait! <laughs> no, I I got there and I was like, oh wow, I say some weird stuff. <laughs> Just because people looked at you, <laughs> like oh, that's not how that's normally. Well, all right. <laughs> you know, for the first part of the movie before before the doors opened and it showed Adam growing and stuff a lot of the movie was just kind of concentrated on this little family Mm -hmm. just learning to just living together and Mm -hmm. educating their child and raising him up the best they could and uh, so a lot of the movie is really very family concentrated and, and really kind of cute to watch their interactions and stuff Though he has his 35th birthday or whatever. <laughs> and it, it, you think about it, in that situation, your parents trying to give your kids a birthday present. <laughs> and you're in this fallout shelter. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, she and makes him that jacket she out She made of him the... a sports coat out of her husband's, like, bed blanket or something. Like the bedspread. Yeah. The bedspread. The coverlet. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really funny. <laughs> Well, and I thought there were some really uh, poignant things when it was just the family where, you know, he would sit and just see his parents interact and just, you know, be soaking that up. And it was just really sweet interactions with his parents, even though they, I think they had their moments where they probably (laughs) made each other a little bit, or he made her a little crazy. (laughs) He made her crazy. I don't know if she ever did that to him, but. Right. So there were just some really sweet things in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, the last thought that I had on my mind was that the crazy church that develops uh, in the in the business above their shelter yeah. was, was really kind of, uh, there's stuff to think about there, that here's this, here's this hippie guy that really is strung out on drugs, he really is waiting for death and all that, and uh. he believes that he gets a word from God, and really does kind of change his whole life you know yeah by the end of the movie he's all straightened up and yeah. in a suit and he's gonna <laughs> he's start this new business thing yeah <laughs> right so it was kind of funny that this revelation from the other side <laughs> really did uh really kind of it did stuff to him and yeah. changed him and because like he was that. so sure that this was something yeah divine right yeah, that he experienced <laughs> Right, and you thought it was just him in there chanting with his tambourine and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then one scene happens and suddenly you realize, no, he's got a whole church. He's got all, all these, these followers All now. these rejects and stuff in there. Yeah. And, and they're all excited to see who's coming up the elevator. <laughs> oh, man. So that was, that was just kind of funny, thinking about how religion works and, and uh, especially how false religion get started and how Mm. all that comes to be there's some interesting concepts in there I think well and I just wonder you know if he'd really known 
Troy and what gay meant and uh -oh. how would he have dealt with him and oh would he have been shocked and appalled yeah and, yeah and, you I'm know sure. would they be yeah. dancing and just goofing around and being <laughs> friends and you know right uh, yeah thanks for always being happy <laughs> right <laughs> what you're gay uh oh uh, yeah so some of that I thought was pretty funny Anything else? Blast from the past? So I'm guessing that those sell-by dates on cans really are not valid. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, he was still using toothpaste from 1961. Yeah. Like that can't... What's it? What? I don't know. Toothpaste, I think, is like Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't eat it. <laughs> I have a feeling the sell-by dates on the can are just there to keep people from getting sued. Yeah. Oh, you ate it out of date. We can't be responsible for that. Yeah. Well, because I know cans will explode eventually. Yeah. <laughs> the, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. That is real. <sighs> they did have a lot of stuff that, you know... 35 years? Kept somehow. For, that's a long yeah, time. I don't know. That's a long, long time. And they have that whole, like, dry pantry. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, he was a genius. He had it rigged. Sure. And it worked out. Had to have. So many things you can explain away just by saying someone is a genius. <laughs> no need to write in explanations <laughs> no, now. That's, that's DSX Machina. <laughs> well, and then at the end you see him again trying to figure out. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to build a new one now. <laughs> right, he the last scene nice is house. him marking out his new yeah. fallout shelter. Spacing oh, it out, so. And there's Eve. Looking through the window like, just what? Like, here we go again. Right. We can't come visit. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the dad got a lot of reactions from people probably the way I do. You know, where, where they say, yeah, he's a nice guy, but he's kind of a radical. You know, he, he thinks weird thoughts. And <laughs> he thinks weird thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy theorists and stuff. <laughs> I hadn't connected the lines, but but now you see them. But now I say, aha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we don't have a fallout shelter no. <laughs> or any secret alcoholism. <laughs> no, that's true. It's all out in the open. I know. We all know what everybody's up to. Oh my goodness, you right. crazy people. So what about the psychiatric people being called in? What did you think about that? Is that even a thing? Can you really do that? Can you just call? Well, if like, you think that somebody's a danger to themselves or others, then I think... Can't you? Can't you be like... Because she says she was some from some kind of... Family services thing. Yeah. Like... Family protective Something, services. Something like that. But I don't know. You can't just call and have an them agency take and you just away. have them take you away. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. And if anybody tries to do that, just say, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever just say, well, all right, then. I guess I'll go. And even if they come with a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you look it over real close. That's right. And see who signed what and what it's about. But, yeah, I just thought that was kind of... And for them to respond that quickly. Hello, whoever does that. Yeah, you know, sure call them and, like, bang, you're there. In California? Not terribly realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just kind of... Well, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you need it there to 
launch some other stuff into happening, but like narratively it needs to be there, but I felt like there was also a little bit of a unspoken kind of message several times when Adam experiences new things that he'd never seen like when he sees the sky for mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. or, or when he goes into the water at the beach. Yeah. I think when he sees some, the I think yeah. I think the way it was filmed, the way it was framed mm-hmm. and the way those scenes were shot, I think you're supposed to understand that he's having some kind of transcendent experience here. You know? Yeah. And biblically that would be right. He's for the first time seeing the fingerprints of God in creation and yeah. stuff like that. So those scenes I thought were well, really even nice. when he sees the, the female right. postal well, carrier. <laughs> when he sees the actual Negro person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, my right. lucky stars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or looking at kids. I mean, he played it so well. He really, really did. Yeah. He, he just captured a lot of uh, felt like exuberance and well, we watched it knowing that we were going to podcast about it, and so I'm watching, and really for the first time, I was thinking, you know, Brendan Fraser did a really good job of acting this yeah. part. A lot of his facial expressions were just right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really fun. But I also loved him in George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Classic. That's sort of another weird character that's sort of out of touch. Yeah. And but like that makes him really sweet and is able to like influence and change people. Again, where he's he's a cultural uh misfit. Yeah. Yeah. And yet somehow instead of being changed, he's able to shift the things yeah. around him and make people yeah. So he plays the same character in every movie. <laughs> that Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Maybe that's really him. Wait, wait. It's he's like in Jack the mummy, Black. Though. But the mummy is different. He's not like that <laughs> in the mummy. And what was that first movie that he did where he's like a frozen guy that comes back oh that was back in the 80s or something that was an 80s movie right yeah Encino Man was that what it was called like a caveman thing and he comes back that would have been another one and he's another cultural (laughs) misfit (laughs) my goodness Brendan Fraser he's being taught what's he trying to say (laughs) (laughs) he's a man out of time Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, Jordan and I were just talking about before we started, we were like, he's, it's like he's dropped off the face of the earth, you know. Yeah, where? Since the mummy movies, what's he doing? And Living maybe off the royalties. Maybe he's frozen somewhere. Oh. He plans another comeback, like 30 years. <laughs> Uh-oh. Check the fallout shelters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We should put an end to this. Thanks for joining me. For this uh, blast from the past. From this <laughs> blast from the past. Uh. All right. Thank you all for downloading and listening. Now go out there, tell good stories, dominionize for the sake of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> prepare your own pullout shelter. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe so. All right. We'll see y'all. Bye, family. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.